Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Reddit Asks Us podcast. Uh, I just want to say hello to all of my beautiful, beautiful friends on the internet and welcome you to the Reddit Asks Us podcast session here today. So, welcome to Reddit Asks Us asks us where we the the podcast where we read and react to comments from r slash ask reddit i am your host luke dick remember if you're watching on youtube remember to like remember to comment and subscribe if you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts please leave us a rating and also leave us a review it helps out so much with the show and getting it uh spread to everyone and, uh, okay, guys, I wanted to, again, mention this brand new, awesome, super cool Spotify feature where you can answer this week's Reddit question by clicking the description of the episode, and then below the description, you should see uh, this week's question, and to the right is a white icon that says reply. This is like, guys, I'm so stoked about this feature just because it allows us to have more of a conversation with each other. I get to hear from uh, you uh, more directly, you know, like I've been getting comments every single week consistently since the feature has been implemented. And it, I can't tell you how, how, how fired up I am every single time I see a new comment, uh, or a new answer from the, from a question for the episode, because it's just, it's, uh, it's really surreal, honestly, to, to think that uh, so many people uh, want to, you know, contribute to the show and, and listen to the show and, and, and really enjoy it. So uh, it, it, and it, it helps boost community within the, uh, engagement within the community as well because, you know, you can see other people's comments um, and then you also get notified when your response is published. So uh, I think it's just, a, it's just a great way to, to get more people involved. And honestly, like, the whole show is, is, is about... Is about you know, a community, right? The whole show is about the, the Reddit Ask Us community, and I'm just, I'm, I, all, I've, if I can do anything to, to you know, to grow that community and 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 uh, you know, help connect other people, then I, uh, I am, I'm really, really happy to do so. So thank you so much. Also, guys, another quick, um, another quick, uh, I guess, um, announcement is I also just want to give a massive, massive thank you to all the fans out there. Uh, it has, we, we, I think we reached this week, our highest total, uh, downloads for a single week's episode. It we're close to 220 downloads in a single week's episode. Saying that out loud feels <laughs> insane. Saying that out loud feels so wild. I want to just give my appreciation, and and the audience numbers have been going up consistently. And it, I just want to extend my appreciation to all the f fans and all the listeners because you know the the show truly wouldn't exist without anybody tuning in, and and it, and it wouldn't exist in the way it does. And I want to thank every single person who's been with me since the beginning and. It's just, it's so crazy to think that 220 people have listened to an episode in a single week. So that just warms my heart. It honestly does from the bottom of my heart. I, I'm, I'm so forever thankful and grateful that, that people really, uh, you know, want to tune into the show and, and it's something that, that can help, uh, you know, brighten people's day because it's, it's honestly so, so surreal. So thank you all so much for tuning into the show. That gets me so excited when, uh, when I can see that you know, where, where the numbers, the numbers are increasing and people are just liking the show. Cause that's, that's all that really matters really. Like, um, is, is that people are, are, are really enjoying the, the content and, and I couldn't be more thankful for that. Um, 
And also, don't be afraid to tell me if the content is not living up to your expectations, because uh, you know it's important that I that I uh, you know I do the show, and it and it uh, it it provides everybody who listens with a with a level of satisfaction, right? So thank you all so much. And now now that all of the housekeeping is out of the way. Um, we had one answer from last week's question and you know what, uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised that I didn't get more because there's a pretty specific question. Um, but, and I kind of, I tried to expand it, but I didn't at first and it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a little bit, yeah, specific. So last week's episode was how did, uh, you find out that you got cheated on? So I kind of expanded the question and I said, how did you slash someone, you know, find out that you got cheated on? So we got one reply from Mick Muffin. So shout out to Mick Muffin on Spotify. Uh, don't know if this counts, but in like the second grade, I had a girlfriend and she came over to me a week after the relationship started and say, Hey, want to meet my new boyfriend? The boy ate erasers. Wow. You, they, she left you for the eraser boy that is a tough loss that is a that's an l that's a that's a tough l man i i can i can i can very much relate to that um you got to know that you know at a certain point there's maybe there's a uh, some reevaluation to do you know you're in the second grade but that hurts that hurts you know that's that's your village and origin origin moment that's the moment where you you have you you that's your or, village villain origin story you uh that has really sparked your uh you're just like patrick bateman now you know you're so like meticulous with everything that you do you know it's like barney stinson from how i met your mother it's like you only in the second grade you only you started only wearing suits <laughs> it's like your apartment has like nothing in it just clean all the time you know you you, you never seem wavered at all it's just a constant state of, of, of passion to, to, you know, uh, overcome that, that, that troubling moment in the second grade when the eraser kid, you know, got the, got the better of you. So I, I definitely do feel your pain. I feel your pain, McMuffin. Um, okay. Now let's head into this week's episode. I apologize guys for my voice. I got sick over the weekend. So, um, Sorry if I sound a little bit nasally. Um, but anyways, this week's episode is, again, from Ask Reddit, our favorite re- uh, subreddit. What was the biggest lie you ever believed? Um, this one is so, like, just relatable because, you know, as kids, certain things you hear and then you just believe it. And then you find out as an adult, you kind of question it and you're like, you know what? That actually makes no sense. That, that that couldn't be true. There's just, there's no way, right? But the innocence of a child sometimes carry on, carries on into our adulthood. Um, so first one comes from Nikita. When I was 15, over my summer break one day, my mom called me and said she was going to pick me up and we were going to go to my stepdad's for the weekend. I didn't understand why I had to go when she would leave me at home by myself for the weekend all the time. I was old enough that I knew the rules and she could trust me. She told me there was a mix-up at the electrical company, and they see, and they, they seemed to think we didn't pay the bill, and so the power was going to be shut off. So we were going to go to my stepdad's until that got sorted out. That was a lie. A weekend during in, uh, a weekend during into two weeks, tur- turning into a month, and then the entire summer. We hadn't been home in over two months. I kept asking when we could go home, and she'd always have an excuse. 
Now we're in September. She's driving me from one city to my hometown to register for the following year of school, which started up in a week. This was the closest I had ever been to home in two months. I had, after I'd registered, we bypassed my house and started heading towards the highway to go back to my stepdad's. It was at that moment I snapped and started freaking out. I knew something was wrong. She pulled the car over and started crying. Apparently, my brother had been helping her pay the bills, and when he moved out, she could no longer afford the place on her own. So my stepdad was trying to, uh, was trying to help, but he had his own house, and he had kids to look after, and he couldn't keep up. We had been evicted. We stayed with my stepdad for the summer while my mom tried to work something out with the landlord, but they couldn't come to an arrangement because she never told me. And in order to buy herself time to work something out, she had, uh, she had to be comfortable with potentially leaving everything behind. Well, she couldn't work it out with the landlord and we lost everything. Only thing out, uh, I got out of that house was, were the shoes on my feet and a few outfits slash PJs enough for a weekend stay. That is intense. Holy crap. Like, wait, I'm confused. How, why, why weren't you able to take anything? The landlord's just like, just copped all all of your stuff. He's just like, like you guys didn't want to, you know, it was, was it, was it, was the, was the landlord just coming that quick? Like, was it just, what, what exactly could, you couldn't, there was no like little minute, couple minute span where you could just gather a couple things, you know, maybe the essentials, right? You know, like if you left your your iPad or something, <laughs> you're just like, well, what, mom, it's been two months without my iPad. I seriously need to go get my iPad. And then you're just like, your friend comes to school with your iPad. Like, where did you get that? Where did you get that iPad? Oh, uh, my mom found it uh, super cheap on Facebook Marketplace. That is literally my iPad. That is that is you. That's my screensaver. That's my home screen. You haven't even changed it. It's signed into my iCloud. Wait a second. You, it's have you bought? You're the one who's been buying all the movies on my account. I haven't even been able to watch them. I knew something was up. I knew something was up. I figured that it wasn't. Uh, I I figured Toy Story was just that was just that was a bunch of BS. There's no way that my toys were coming alive and spending all that money on iTunes. You know. Getting uh, getting all those movies, like what the fuck? But that's insane, though. I like, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to to pull on your kid. But I feel like this is this is just me. This is just me. I feel like at a certain point, you just gotta be honest with your kid. You know what I mean? Like that might be tough, but it's. I feel like it's like telling a kid two months later. Yeah, listen. So all of your stuff. Yeah, we can't get that. That's gone. You know, that's just, that's a tough loss. Tough loss, you know. That's just, uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that one. That one is, uh, it's a tough one. Yep, DS, gone. Yep, yep, the iPad, it's all, yep, all gone. Yep, couldn't get a single thing out of it. So, sorry about that. I feel like at a certain point, it's like, wow, man, you gotta, you gotta tell the kid a little bit earlier. But yeah, it still confuses me. <laughs> How were you able to, like, you couldn't grab anything? It was just... You know, oh my goodness, landlord's coming in two hours. We got to leave right now, right now. He's coming with a Tommy gun and he's just going to like, if we're here, he's just going to pepper us. <laughs> like, you couldn't grab a single thing. Um, like, and I can't find it hard to believe landlord's just like, oh, by the way, make sure you leave everything. You know, make, make sure you leave all of your worldly possessions. You know, anything that has any value whatsoever, just make, make sure you leave that, right? Anything that's your property, 
Go ahead. You can go ahead and leave that behind. Um, all right, next one comes from Cloisters. Um, when I was a kid, Dad told me that there was a Greek god of sex called Fellatio. Who is your dad? What, wh- who, who, what, whose parents are these? What, like, <laughs> what the hell? I'd never heard of the word before. Then freshman year of high school, I took a mythology class and asked the teacher in class, why hadn't we talked about fellatio? Silence. You know, the god of sex. I'm cringing hard just typing this out. <laughs> oh my god. Got a nice little talk after class and dad almost peed his pants laughing that night. Uh, edit. Thanks for the love for my dad. He was always pulling bullshit like this until he died of cancer in 2015. Rest in peace. I was frustrated uh, with his playful bullshittery as a kid until I was able to connect with him as a friend in my early 20s or so. He was really into wordplay and turning phrases as well as uh, Warhammer and World of Warcraft. I miss him and this fellatio story always makes me smile. As a kid? You're not worried about your kid just like going to school and just saying like, my favorite, you know, Percy Jackson God is fellatio. <laughs> what? Where did you learn this? Like, who's who's telling you this? Where is this? Where? How is this information getting to you? That is such a weird thing to tell your kid. <laughs> like, like who who's who's honestly thinking about that? Like, who's honestly being like, hey son, you know there's a god of uh, you know it's a Greek god, you know. Uh, of sex called fellatio you're like eight years old like what sex <laughs> what what what's what's that well maybe you should read up on fellatio and might might give you a might give you a little bit of it a bit understanding yeah i think that uh there's a little bit something strange going on there with your dad so i was like hmm yeah now that i'm looking back on it dad was kind of a bit of a interesting guy Bit of an interesting guy. Bit of a get a bit bad a personality. He was a character. He he could wasn't allowed actually to drop me off at school. You know, wasn't actually allowed within the you know five hundred meters of the vicinity. Actually, you know, it's now that I when I think about that, it's kind of hmm. Um, yeah, just never no no playgrounds either. I actually never took me to the playground. So hmm. Okay, that. I'm starting to piece this together now, I think, a little bit for myself. <laughs> um, Felatio does, oh, in all fairness, though, Felatio does sound like a, like a, a Greek god of, of, uh, of sex. I could, I would definitely believe that. Um, you must have been hella embarrassing in class, though. Oh, my God. Everyone's just looking at you like, like, and also, like, why would you want to learn, why would you learn about the Greek god, like, you're, you're kind of a little bit of weirdo too here, Cloisters, why would you, like, who's the, who's the kid in class who's like, when are you, when are we gonna learn about fellatio, when are we gonna learn about the Greek god of sex, it's like, okay, guys, um, today we're gonna be learning about Poseidon, so Poseidon was the, uh, was the Greek god of the sea, right, so, uh, the ocean and controlled the, the, the domain of the ocean, Listen, um, yeah, this is all fine, whatever, but, like, when are we gonna learn about fellatio? You know, the Greek god of sex, you know, like, Greeks were doing that shit, you know, they were all into the sex stuff. When can we, like, learn about that, you know? That's my favorite Greek god. (laughs) Is anybody laughing? 
Why isn't anybody laughing? Does anyone else want to learn about fellatio? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like what? Um, reply from Hugh Jazz seventy seven. I read a story in Reddit maybe eight or nine years ago where a guy was talking about passing a cotton farm as a kid. They bale up cotton in these big round balls that look like kind of giant marshmallows. Someone told the guy it was a marshmallow farm, and since he was a kid at the time, he believed it for years. So fast forward to a couple of years after reading that, and I'm in the car with my parents and nephew. We're passing a cotton farm, and he asks what it is. That story pops into my head, and I tell him it's a marshmallow farm. Fast forward again to last year when my 12-year-old nephew was on a trip with his parents and little brother. They passed a cotton farm, and he sees the bales and calls out, Oh, look! It's a marshmallow farm. <laughs> my brother was like, what in the world are you talking about? So my nephew told him about the time we passed the marshmallow farm. And I told him all about how they grow and process the marshmallows. No one in the family has let him live it down since. And it's been brought up every year at family gatherings. Uh, definitely the proudest moment of my career as an uncle. God, I wish there were marshmallow farms. Oh, I wish there were marshmallow farms. Because that seems like a much more ethical sort of way of getting marshmallows. Um, and it sounds like a healthier way. It sounds like marshmallows are healthy, right? When they're grown on a farm. It sounds like something like, yeah, you know, we grow grains, tons of grains, lentils, you know, wheat, marshmallows, actually. Yeah, we, we're a big marshmallow farm family. It's the family business, you know. We, uh, we really made a living back in the day, you know, off of the marshmallow farms. Um, when the demand for marshmallows, see, the thing is, is just the demand for marshmallows has gone down. People don't know this. So marshmallow farms are suffering right now. Marshmallow farms are really suffering. So it's, uh, it's really a crisis. So all the marshmallow farmers are, you know, protesting. You know, the government wants to shut down marshmallow farms and, it's just uh, it's a it's a big deal right now, so it's it's really in the news. So if you see a marshmallow farm, go up. I'd stop. I'd stop. I'd go right to the right to the farmhouse, you know, and 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 I'd knock on the door and say, "Listen, I just I support your cause, you know. I support. I understand things have been tough, you know, with the marshmallows. That is, <laughs> like, get the hell off of my property. All I can imagine is like in the U.S. just like. Someone get the hell, someone get, someone get this, you know, off my property right now. If you don't get off my property right now, I'm going to put a barrel between your teeth. That's all I can picture. It's just a, just a confused farmer just being like, are you soliciting me for something? Is this like a drug deal? Marshmallow farm? I'm not a marshmallow farm. It's like a code word for cocaine or something. Um... All right, next one comes from Schleem. Uh, shout out to Rick and Morty. Um, when I was 16, I found out that one of my sisters wasn't actually my sister. She was actually just best friends with my older sister growing up. And she lived with my family from when she was like 12 or 13 through 18. She and my older sister are 15 years older than me. Mm, okay, I can see that. Unfortunately, her parents wouldn't sign her over for adoption and didn't contribute anything for my mom uh, raising her for six years. Weirdest part is that my family is predominantly fair-skinned, blonde with blue eyes, but the girl I thought was my sister was traditional Mexican with darker skin, dark hair, and brown eyes. 
My mom was always very tan and had dark hair throughout my childhood, so I thought that my si- my that my other two sisters and myself were the odd ones out. Yeah, it's just like there's like only she's only like she's like that that like person you believe is your sister is like teaching you about like Mexico and all this sort of stuff, and it was like you just think she was just born there. You know, she's teaching you how to salsa, how the fa- the family to salsa dance, and it's just like, why doesn't mom know this? You know, mom, aren't you and and the older sister are, you know, you guys are clearly, you know, related. You know, why don't you know, why don't you know any of this? She's teaching her like recipe for, for guacamole or something like that. <laughs> it's like teaching her all about, all about Mexico. Um, like just teaching, teaching all the family Mexican history. It's like, why are you the only one who knows this? Why doesn't anyone else know this? Um, but anyways, all right, let's move on here. Uh, Srafnel, Srafnel, user Srafnel says, I had a fraternity brother from New York come to University of Oklahoma. This was before the internet. We told him to be careful of rattlesnakes. We explained that what they were. He did not believe. So we took him to the library, pulled out the encyclopedia, and showed him. And then he, wow, this must have been a, a decent little bit ago, pulling out the encyclopedia. Uh, he then asked, what else <laughs> can what else can kill you in this state? Without missing a beat, one of our brothers said, oh, one of your fraternity brothers, oh God, uh, one, of our, one of our brothers said, they probably won't kill you, but you have to watch out for the drop cats. He then and he went on to tell him how this kind of cat, 40 pounders on average, evolved to use the cat trait of landing on their feet to kill their prey. They would climb trees, hanging upside down, then drop feet onto their prey. Only defense, an open umbrella. This guy walked to and from every class on sunny days, not a cloud in the sky opening his umbrella as he walked under every tree on campus. This lasted about three weeks. <laughs> this is such a frat guy thing to do. And this story, you just, that's, that, this is what happens before the internet. This is, you know what, honestly, I, I feel like there are some people today who'd, believe this and they wouldn't even need the internet they wouldn't even need it but yeah that, that, that definitely couldn't have lasted too long because then you'd realize you're the only person walking around campus with the uh with the upside down umbrella you know just making sure that you gotta dodge these these drop cats it sounds kind of like a real thing especially if you tell it right away but it's like everyone's just like no we're used to them yeah drop cats just yeah you're if you're you can tell we can tell you're not from uh from Oklahoma when you're when you're walking around with a with an upside down umbrella, you know? You know, we all did that as kids, but come on. At a certain point you just have to grow up, right? At a certain point you just have to leave those those childly habits behind, you know? So you at a certain day your parents have to say, "Okay, little Timmy, it's time to time to give up the um, time to give up the the upside down umbrella." You know, if you want to survive in this world, there's going to be a lot more harsher things to deal with than the drop cats. So you, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta grow up at some point. Okay. And if you just get nailed by a drop cat, then that's just the unfortunate facts of life, right? It's sometimes it's an ice, um, an icicle falling down on somebody and, and just hits them right in the eye and then they're dead. And sometimes it's the drop cats. That's just how it is, right? It's, this is a, this is, this is a little something called natural selection, right? So, uh, you know, I out on your way, out on your way. You know, just, just uh, 
watch out for the drop cats, you know, and if you gotta, if you gotta fight them off, you gotta fight them off. Uh, my dad, this is a reply from Agent uh, Carmichael20. My dad told us his kid, kids about hoop snakes. Because I have this twisted sense of humor, I knew he was lying, but played along saying I saw something about him on TV. My poor sister fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, and told all her friends at school before we came clean. She's still mad at us. Then there was the time, uh, there was a time we were nonplussed by these squirrels we saw that had super dark fur. Dad... Those are rock squirrels. Me, they bury rocks to throw off other squirrel to throw off other squirrels and keep them away from where they store their acorns. Dad, have I used this joke already? Me, no, but uh, but I've lived with you for sixteen years, so uh, I know you. Yeah, no, no other squirrels has have the capability of uh, of being able to to do this. They just they, the other squirrels just can't pick it up. For some reason, they just. They're, they're the way their brain is wired, right? The way that their neurological system feeds into their muscle memory and, uh, you know, controls those, those pathways of, of connection between neurons. It just doesn't allow for the retention of that specific information about hiding the rocks, you know, and, and hiding those acorns. But this one breed of squirrels, though, they just, they are masters, right? Can't beat them. Cannot beat them. Uh, next one comes from loitering housefly not myself but a lie i told to a friend back in high my high school days a few of us were walking through the train to the train yard there were neat piles of sand here and there one of the group robert asked what what those were about i told him that they're a thing for a gang that usually operates on rail lines and yards (laughs) after they kill someone they pour a bucket of sand where this happened in reality Trains have sand and dumps. Uh, trains have sand and dump them on the tracks to help with the traction. A few years later, a group of us were crossing a rail yard as a shortcut. Robert was with us, and he seen the piles of sand and got freaked out. We asked him what's up, and he repeated what I told him. Then, t- then told us we should split. I could not contain my laughter. I reminded him that I told him that, and that I made it up on the fly. He believed this for several years and refused to go near rail yards during this time. It was also the 90s. Yeah, that just like your boy, every t- time you go to a rail yard, he's just like getting on down on one knee and he's just, you know, praying. He's like, rest in peace, bro. Rest in peace. Some real ones out here, man. This is just, this is where the real ones lie, man. This is just significant loss. Significant loss. You know, it just, uh, horrible, horrible, um, circumstance that, that, that happens here. It's these, these goddamn train gangs, bro. These train gangs are, you know, I think, I really think I'm going to become a lawyer to get, to do something about these train gangs. You know, I think, I think justice needs to be brought to the train gangs, you know, and, you know, I think, I think I need to do this. I'm going to become a lawyer, a police officer, I got to do something. I can't, I can't sit idly by. Well, these, well, these train gangs are just mercilessly. Why, why isn't this being talked about on the news? Why isn't this the biggest story in America right now? Is these train gangs and their ritualistic habits of pouring sand, you know, over the train, over the train tracks for the, for these to, to just mark where they've, where they've just murdered innocent people. This is just unacceptable. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to do something about this. This is his whole life story is about, is about trying to bring justice to train gangs. As soon as he gets to finish his law school, he's like, finally, 
I can do something about these train gangs, right? This whole like thesis or whatever on defeating train gangs and, and everyone's reading it just like, what are you talking about? What is what, the sand? It's like, hey man, don't even, don't even get started. Don't even get me started. Okay. I don't, I can't, I don't want to talk about it. You read my thesis. Okay. That's enough. I, I don't want to get into it. All right. Next one comes from Tony Rax. I dumped some gasoline in an Arizona tea bottle to get a fire started. My sister seen me pour it on the fire and she freaked thinking Arizona iced tea was flammable. I went along with it saying, yeah, you didn't know that. That's why it's called Arizona, you know, because of how hot it gets there. She was 20 years old. That That's tough. That's that's tough. Around five years later, we are camping, and she says, Who's got some Arizona iced tea I can use to start this campfire? I looked at her and didn't understand. She explained I told her it's uh, that I told her it's flammable. I had no recollection. <laughs> she said that she has been telling everyone for the last five years how bad it is for you and how flammable it is. It's like she's someone's gonna like light up a cigarette or something or or some sort of smoking or a vape or whatever after they drank Arizona's tea. She just fucking slaps it out of their hand. Idiot. Are you serious right now? Do you do you seriously not know what you what you could have just done? You could have just combusted, internally combusted. Just I can't I sometimes I can't deal with people. I just can't deal with them. Is, is this is this just how uninformed our society is? Why why do we even still allow Arizona iced tea to be sold? I was just looking at her like, what are you talking about? Arizona iced tea, you know, it's flammable. It can it can <laughs> it's the leading cause of forest fires. Is kids think it's super funny to just you know spread all this Arizona iced tea all over the ground, just light it all on fire. You know, and then they start all these forest fires. It's you want to know that giant fire in Australia, you know, during COVID, Arizona iced tea. That was the that was the cause. It was a bunch of kids during COVID, all cooped up inside, and they were like, you know what? We're gonna go outside. We're gonna pour Arizona iced tea all over the place and just start a fire, kill all the koalas. That's just it's 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 beyond shameful. Okay, it's, it's, it needs, these people need to be persecuted. Arizona iced tea needs to have some goddamn responsibility. It's like so intense about this. It's like, um, I'm going to fully believe now that you are mentally insane. There is something, there might not be something quite, there's something a little, 20, also 20 years old. You believe that at 20 years old. N none it's just arizona that's flammable none of the other brands of of iced tea or soft drinks are are flammable it's ju just arizona just strictly limited to arizona you don't think that that would just cause a problem it's just like yeah this it's so flammable but just, you know it's just that's the formula people can't stop drinking it you know cannot stop drinking that arizona iced tea you know i know it's flammable i know it's flammable but i love it i just can't help myself. <laughs> you know, it's it's like I could spontaneously combust at any point in time. Literally in two seconds, I could just spontaneously combust. If they, it's hot enough outside, I could just burn from the inside out. But Arizona iced tea is worth it. It's that good. And it's 99 cents. So, well, it might have been 99 cents when this, when 
this story was told, but um, it's not a, it's not ninety nine cents anymore. They took it off the can. It's so annoying. Um, all right, next one comes from Sensorized. When I was very young, we had a pet hamster. He got out of his cage, so my dad put the cage in the basement, thinking he might get hungry and get back in. One morning, I woke up, and there was the hamster in his cage in the usual place. I asked my mom how they found him, and she told me she opened the door to the cellar, and there he was, dragging his cage back up the stairs. It wasn't until I was a teenager and remembered the exchange that it occurred to me. She was obviously lying. <laughs> just, just, yeah, when hamsters, you know, when they, when they get hungry enough, they just, you know, put on their... Put on their boots, you know, put on their, 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 uh, working gloves and just, just, they can move. They just haul their cages, you know, it's like ants in that way, right? You know, they can just lift up to a hundred times their body weight, but it only happens, you know, at night, you know, humans can never see it. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things, but it's a real special talent. You know, it's just humans actually have been, it's been, it's been a thousands of year process to get them to be able to, cause you know, they would. The humans would just do all this work on the pyramids, right? All this work on the pyramids. And then wake up overnight, and then the hamsters would, would basically do the same thing. And it's like, well, how can we how can we use these hamsters? What can we do to to enhance our our work because of these hamsters? You know, we, we know they're doing the work. We know they're doing the work. So how can we harness this? So it's it's still an ongoing study. You know, hamsters are notorious for not participating. Um, you know, they, they just are very high and mighty, you know, so it's just n not one of those things you can really convince a hamster to do. Um, Amoinsis, uh, 13, replies and says, see, I had that, but Uno reversed it on my dad. For some reason, he thought I, a child slash preteen, uh, was a world, was world class at hamster husbandry and... Uh, had a single hamster that lived for an unprecedented eight years. I had three separate hamsters over the course of those eight years. He simply did not want me to have any any more the first after the first. So I told him that the others were uh, anything but the first. Um, none of them looked alike. The reason he never knew was because he never cared enough to know. Do you really think that? I think that. Come on, did your dad actually fall for that? There's no way. There's no way. Come on, how could you how could you how could you see that and not just be like, hmm, yesterday the hamster was I could have sworn the hamster was black furred. This one is white. Nothing sus here. No, no, I don't you know what? It's probably nothing. You know how hamsters get. They just it's a it's a mood thing, right? You know, hamsters go through these mood swings, right? And then they just all of a sudden change their fur and you know, suddenly it's a whole different hamster. Suddenly, this hamster's behavior just completely does a total 180 on you. So, yep, it's one of the only animals that does it. So, that's that's just, uh, you know, it's it's a hamster thing, right? Hamsters are really interesting animals, right? They, you know, they can build pyramids when you're not looking and uh, just change color and complete personalities and live up to eight years. So, there you go. Uh, G Goose says, outside of dumb lies your parents tell you as kids, my friend who worked at a gas station with a big food station said that some, some ground beef items told, <laughs> he told me that some ground beef items they use kangaroo meat for their ground beef because it was cheaper than cow. I'm gullible with my friends. Why? How could you, what, how, really? You believe that? 
you were just like, seems legit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kangaroo meat often is cheaper. And I don't know how that makes sense, right? Don't even don't even know because those things are fast. You know, it's they're not they're not super plentiful either. So but yeah, it's some for some reason it's cheaper. Just just you know, for some reason it's just way cheaper. So, you know, but it it's it and, it, and you know what? Mimics the taste. Really does. So, you know, think about that. Think about next time you're eating, you're chowing down on some of that gas station food and it's just Think about, you know, this is this kangaroo meat. It's not bad. It's not not bad, okay? So, there you go. Keep your keep your taste palettes open, all right? Keep the taste palettes open. It's not, you know, it's it'd be open to trying new things, okay? Sometimes you don't even know what you're eating. All right? Um all right, let's just do maybe one more and uh, then we'll pack it in for this episode. Um <clears throat> So the last one here will come from Salty Clown Car. I lived my entire uh, life genuinely believing my childhood home was built by little people because the attic crawl space is unbearably low. Turns out, yeah, they were just a little below average height, but not little dwarves. Just about everyone I know has laughed at me. I really am a clown honk. How? What are you even? How is this even possible? What? How? Why would you? Yeah, like because that that's the only job. You know, they build, you know, the only job little people can get is, is building tiny homes. That's the only, you know, because everything's perfectly proportioned for their, you know, thing. So anyone, anyone, anytime anyone wants a tiny home built, you know, you know where to go. You know where to get the real tiny homes built, you know, because the little people, they just, you know, the, they, that's, that's their bread and butter. Okay. Because uh, uh, a tiny home to them is just like a regular home. So it's it's just a very lucrative business you know it's it's one of those things you got to support that community um you know the tiny home community because if you support tiny homes you're supporting um employment for little people so there you go that's it's 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 uh it's 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 really one of those top hot button issues right now because there are companies that want to streamline the process you know for these tiny homes and it's really stealing the jobs away uh from the from the little person community so it's it's a it's a it's a challenge right now. We gotta really fight Congress on this one. You know, really, really, really push them. You know, to 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 not outsource this labor. Okay. Um, all right, folks, we're gonna wrap it up there for today. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Reddit Ask, Asks, Asks Us podcast. Uh, I am your host, Luke Dick. Remember, please, uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a rating and also review on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the podcast. And also remember to use the new Spotify feature to answer this week's uh, uh, question uh, and episode, and I will read it off on next week's following episode. Uh, So thank you all so much for tuning in. I love you all. Peace. Love you. Bye.